0: Hey everybody! Welcome back to A to Z, the show where I put the spotlight on someone born in Generation Z who is doing unique and extraordinary things. It feels so good to be back. My friends spent their summer binging the summer I turned pretty. And well, let me tell you, I spent my summer living the summer I got poisoned. That's right, I got poisoned by a dragonfish in Greece. Don't even ask me what that is, but I wanna give a huge, huge thank you to Dr. Sarlos and his partner Lily for taking such great care of me and even giving me ice in the little shape of a fish as exposure therapy to get back into the ocean. I've had beautiful experiences in the ocean and now painful experiences in the ocean, but today I'd like to introduce someone who takes her experiences and her clients' experiences with the ocean and turns it into a beautiful abstract piece of art. Please welcome the beautiful, talented, amazing Christina Angelos. So Christina, why the ocean?
1: Hey, so yeah, I paint the ocean and mostly it's like the seas of Greece. And the reason why I love painting the sea is really because like the water is not only is it like tranquil and calming and relaxing and just like so beautiful and like therapeutic to be in it really brings you back to like a state of like calm and rest but also like I've been really thinking about this question because this summer when I was in Greece I would find myself like standing in the shallow part of the ocean and just like being scared to like dive in And what I realized it was like, it was like me like blocking myself because I knew that when I would go in, I would be really cold and I don't like being cold. And so I was like thinking about this and I'm like, you know what? The reason I am obsessed with painting the ocean is because the ocean like makes you uncomfortable. It makes you scared. It makes you like feel like cold and just like that feeling of like uncomfort like being uncomfortable. And as I was like thinking about this more, I was like, Oh my gosh, I think the reason I love the ocean so much is because it like challenges me to be in discomfort and to grow. Because when we're in a state of like, being uncomfortable, it like helps us evolve and like become like the best versions of ourselves. And throughout my whole life, I've always been wanting to evolve and like become like a really authentic, amazing human being and you can only grow through being uncomfortable and like getting your putting yourself in uncomfortable situations and putting yourself in these like scenarios where you're uncomfortable and that allows you to really like change and become like the best version of yourself so long story short love the ocean for it's like tranquil qualities but also like I love how it challenges you to become your best self and makes you uncomfortable. I completely agree. And I think
0: the unknown part of the ocean is also something that really challenges you that you have no idea what's out there. And there's so many different elements happening. And the ocean is just so different depending on where you go. And the colors and just being immersed in it. And you're right. It's not always like in the movies. It's, oh, everybody's playing around in their little bikinis and the ocean's like bathwater. No, a lot of the times you jump in and you're like, (gasps) why did I do that? But for me especially, I think the ocean is so therapeutic. And I think it's so therapeutic for so many of us. But not only is it therapeutic, but it's calming. It gives you this sense of, like awareness of where you are and just a different appreciation for nature. So we we have this therapeutic part of the ocean, but for me, words are also very therapeutic. And when I visited your pop-up exhibit, I saw that there were these different meanings attached to the certificates of authenticity for every painting you had. And it almost seemed like a take what resonates with you system So, for example, there is sustained happiness, gratitude for health, and familial love. How did you come to decipher these meanings through your paintings?
1: Yeah, so basically what happened was I would always like, I would always just paint because it genuinely made me happy. It was calming. It was like my safe place, a place that I felt like comfortable and just like, like content and just like was able to like release like any like emotional feelings or just like stress or whatever I was going through in life because I feel like my life is and I feel like a lot of people can relate to this. Like school is stressful. Like what are you gonna do with your life? Like all these questions and like all this stuff that like floats over your head of like what am I doing with my life and like wanting to create meaning in your life and wanting to do something that genuinely makes you happy. And art in creating and painting was the one thing that always made my heart sing and like made me super happy. And I feel like creativity does this for everyone, not just artists, but makes everyone extremely happy. And so I would just paint and paint and paint. And I started just painting for fun. And it evolved into this beautiful, like career for me. But, but yeah, like these meanings that came with the work, it's like I was painting for myself, I was painting for fun. And then one of my like videos that I posted of me painting like went viral on Instagram. And the sound that went with it was like about happiness and how like our happiness is like, determined from like what we do with our lives. And I it just like got me thinking because I was like, wow, like so many people resonated with this video on happiness. And so I'm Greek. And so I looked up on Google What is the Greek word for happiness? And I found this ancient Greek philosophy called eudaimonia. And I kind of like went down a rabbit hole. And so I created a whole series about eudaimonia. And I realized in order to live a life of purpose and sustained happiness, you also need like love in your heart. So I made an entire series. It was also like Valentine's Day in February. And I was like, oh my gosh, like you need love in your heart in order to be happy. So I created a whole series like with pinks and like really light oranges and yellows and like fun, like sunset colors inspired by like the fiery ocean, like sunset. And so I created like the Agape series and then it kind of evolved from there. And I was like, Oh, it's March. It's St. Patrick's day. St. Patrick is teal, like the teal waters of Kefalonia, the teal waters of like the seas surrounding the Greek islands. Like I love like those deep, teal colors. And so I started creating a series with teals. And then I found another Greek philosophy about sophrosyne, which is like discipline of the mind, the body and the soul. And so I was researching and I wrote an entire blog post about sophrosyne. And so these things, like all of the series, like correlate with these meanings, and it's meant to like enrich your life. And to give you the tools and strategies and like philosophies on how to like slowly implement like these, how to implement love and happiness and discipline into your everyday. And I wanted to make these philosophies, even though they're so ancient, like I just wanted to make them like digestible for like the everyday person and make it so that they can connect with it and that they can like admire it and resonate with the work because it is meaningful and we all need it. Like we all need happiness. We all need love. We all need discipline. And yeah, I just, it just kind of happened. Like it, it came out of me, you know? I love that. And for
0: me, a really important concept is sustained happiness because I suffer from severe anxiety and everyone who knows me can tell you I stress about stress before there's stress to stress about. Me too! So... (laughs) Isn't that, isn't that crazy? I know. It's like a Greek girl thing, I swear. It's these, it's these Greek men driving us crazy.
1: Literally.
0: Um, yeah, but having this constant reminder really helps to put things in perspective and sh- shift my focus. But you're not just giving people an opportunity to look at your painting, which is this reminder, and interpret them in the comfort of their own home but you're also giving them the opportunity to create their own messages and reminders to themselves through your retreats. Can you talk to us a little bit about the purpose of these retreats and what they entail?
1: Yeah, so the retreats actually just were born this fall, but they came because I used to teach like an hour long like watercolor class where I would have everyone come to a cafe and we would just sit down and paint together. And what I noticed was, is that the people that came to these classes, they literally hadn't taken an art class since high school, but they had this like deep yearning to like create. And they loved painting when they were younger, when they were in high school, when they were, you know, like in elementary school, they loved art. But like, as they got older, and as they like got into their careers, and like their the life, you know, how life is, it's, like, so stressful, it's, like, we're always, like, running around, going to events, going here and there, and all this stuff, and it's, like, we're in this constant, like, thought loop of, like, stress and, like, anxiety, and, like, we don't know how to get out of it, and, like, everyone goes through that, Um, but, yeah, like, they would come to the workshop, and they would just be, like, they would sit down and start painting, and just, I would see in their heart and their soul, I would feel it, like, how, relaxed and how blissful they were like when they started to paint and they just like were so grateful like that i was giving them the time and the space to create and it's like that's really what brought me the most happiness i've ever felt in my entire life and the most like fulfillment i've ever felt was when i was able to like share this gift of creativity with other people and seeing like the spark go off in their eyes and like watching them light up and get re-excited about making art. And, and so like, I realized that like, this is something that the world really, really needs. And this is something that I can provide and educate people on. And so I was like, I need to keep doing this. And so I kept doing the little workshops and they kept doing extremely well and people loved it. And so this fall I decided to pursue it full time and like make these make these workshops into like whole retreats because what a retreat is it's like you leave feeling like educated you feel empowered you feel like tranquil and calm and relaxed and like that's what was happening at these workshops people were leaving and like feeling like they would be like oh my god i feel like i just took like an hour long like meditative like yoga class because it's just like this calming therapeutic it's a retreat it's not a workshop we're not working right like words are so important to me so I'm like it's not a workshop we're not working anymore we are at a mindful like relaxing art making retreat so that's kind of how the retreats were born and the retreat company is called create eudaimonia and eudaimonia again is like the ancient greek philosophy for human flourishing so it's like meant to show you like how to create a life of eudaimonia like through creativity through love through friendship through socializing like these these um retreats are kind of like parties too like we're gonna have dj yanni come dj and we're gonna have like mimosas and it's gonna be like a party it's like an art party social event because socializing And having friends and having meaningful relationships is also, like, so, so, so important. So I also wanted to, like, make a community for people to, like, get together and, like, have fun and just, like, have a space to create. So, yeah, um, I'm excited for the next one. It's on September 23rd. So hopefully you guys can make it.
0: (laughs) I love that. And I love that earlier, you guys don't know because I completely pulled an Anastasia at the studio, but we went to start recording this episode, and I say, I start with my intro, and I'm like, hi, everybody, welcome back, and all of a sudden, it just goes boom, and it stops, and it goes out, and I'm like, oh, no, and I look, and of course, me being Greek, I'm, like, moving my hands around all over the place. I whack a key on the keyboard, and there goes the audio. Thankfully, we're only, like, 10 seconds in, I pull Christina back. I'm like, I'm so sorry. I was being Greek and whatever the audio cut out. And she says to me, oh, no worries. Like, you know, actually, I'm just painting right now. I'm doing some watercolor. Maybe you should do some watercolor. And let me tell you, I have no watercolor here right now, but I'm doodling right now, drawing little flowers and just her telling me like, hey, why don't you just like do some art while we're talking here? It's just so therapeutic and really just open this other side of creativity. I think my daisies look like they need a little more water, but you know, we're we're just having fun, we're talking. And I think that it's such a great moment to share because you realize like, oh hey, I can really do art anywhere. I can do it when I'm interviewing and doing this podcast. I can do it at a retreat and have it a little more focused, but the art can just come with me everywhere and be a part of me.
1: Yes. I love that. I love that. It's so true. And like I started my entire art practice drawing little daisies and just doodling on my notebook. So it's like, it's so calming and you can really do it anywhere. That's amazing. Yes,
0: I love it. Okay. So you started drawing with these daisies and doodling on your notebook. But if right now I walked into your studio and I saw all of your paintings I think that the common theme, correct me if I'm wrong, would be that all of your paintings are made up of lines. Why lines?
1: Yeah, so I love this question. So yes, yeah, so if you look at my pieces, like a lot of it is just lines and there's actually like a lot of meaning behind that. And when you're just starting to learn art, there you I like to think of art as like the letters of the alphabet, right? Like it's a language. Art is a language. So the letters of art like a there's a b c d e f g and when you put the letters into a different like like configurations you can make a poem you can make a sentence you can put meaning to those letters to those individual letters right like are you following does it make sense yes, yes. Okay so yeah like you need letters to create like words and to create poems and then if you go further you can create like um you can create like essays and novels and like all this amazing like information like so much you can do with language and art is the same way it's no different art is a language and it's like the lines are literally the a of your alphabet in art if that makes sense like your line is the first letter of your alphabet. Your second letter, your letter B, is shapes. Letter C is color. And then we have value and texture and form. So there's these letters in art that once you know the basic building blocks and once you know how to manipulate the letters and switch them up and make them into different sentences, you know, then you can literally take a simple line. And color and shape, and you can like transform it into this amazing, like visual, like poetry, you know? So, when I'm teaching art, I like to make it simple for people to understand because it's not that hard to digest when you put it in those terms. So, yeah, going back to your question, like lines, like why lines? It's like when I was in college, I didn't know how to paint realistic, I never was taught how to paint formally I pretty much taught myself but it's like I also didn't I wasn't comfortable um painting like portraits or landscapes I didn't know all the art rules because there are like just like there's rules in grammar there's rules in art and I didn't know any of the any of the art rules I had no grammar skills like in art I had no you know how even when you write an essay you need your intro sentence you need your body paragraphs you need your conclusion like I didn't know anything in art like there's rules to art And I knew no rules. The only rule that I know was the letter A, which was lines. (laughs) So I literally just would make lines over and over and over again. And I would just draw lines because that's all I knew. I just was like, okay, I know lines. And I'm just going to like... And I was on my notebook just like scribbling lines all the time. And then once I was like deep into art school and my professor was giving us like these like philosophical assignments, like he gave us an assignment about like, create a work of art, like relating to the human experience. And so I took that prompt and I like used my abstract little like squiggly lines and shapes. And then I was able to draw the waters of Greece in a very abstracted way using the only letter of the alphabet that I was comfortable using, which was the lines. And then from there, it just like evolved and like, I kept using the same, like, motif, like, the same arrangement of lines, like, over and over and over again. And it just kind of stuck with me. And, it, and I'm so grateful, because I think that it's pared down enough where it, like, catches, like, the hidden spiritual feeling of the water, like, that unseen, um, like, feeling you get when you look in the water. And when you're in the water, it's, like, it's like a sensation that I'm trying to capture and I'm not trying to be realistic. It's like the lines are in a way like able to translate that emotion better than anything else. So yeah, I think the lines are very powerful and that anyone can start creating art with just simply lines. So I think that when
0: you have something that you're so drawn to, and you're so comfortable with like these lines, it makes a world of a difference when you're creating these works of art to help other people find what resonates with them. Speaking of comfortability, here on the show, we like to try to step out of our comfort zone and learn a new word or phrase based on our guests' expertise. So with that being said, even though I have a hunch at what the word is going to be, do you have a favorite technical term or word that you use as an artist?
1: Yeah, so my word that I'm going to make you guys learn is the word eudaimonia. eudaimonia in Greek, but the English version is eudaimonia. And this word is super, super charged. It's so meaningful. And it's literally trying to like embody a lifestyle that is amazing and that you love and like living in your purpose and creating a life that brings you sustained happiness over time. And like really what this means is like pursuing like your soul's passion and following your heart and doing things that make you genuinely happy. So yeah, I want you guys to learn this word. It is such an amazing word. It's literally this philosophy has changed my outlook on life and I know it's going to change your life, too. So you have to learn it. Eudaimonia.
0: Well, I can definitely say that this episode gave me eudaimonia. If you want to tap into your creativity and further your eudaimonia, visit Christina's website at ChristinaAngeloStudios.com to shop fine art, inquire about custom pieces, and register for retreats and courses. Make sure to look out for our next episode where it's all for the lore with Ron Solo. Christina, thank you so, so much for joining us. I'm Anastasia, the A of A to Z, and I'm sending you all my love, number three. Thank you.